0: Welcome to The Grow Show, powered by Steel. On The Grow Show, we share ideas, tips, tactics, and insights to help you grow your landscaping business based on our team's 40 years of experience running a landscaping company and working with other owners and their teams to do the same. New episodes are released weekly on Wednesdays. Without further ado, here's your host, Marty Grunder. Oh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever the case may be. This is Marty Grunder from Grunder Landscaping Company and the Grow Group with another exciting edition of the Grow Show powered by steel. Folks, I hope that you are doing well. I'm recording this just after getting back from a nice vacation with my family. We went to Napa. My children are all old enough to drink. We had a lot of fun. If you have not been to Napa, I know last year we did the ACE Summit in Napa. First time I've ever been there. I'm not a very big drinker, but you don't have to be to go there. I mean, there is beautiful scenery, great food, wonderful places to hike, play golf. We really had a blast. And with my kids all living basically in four different cities now, two of them are in Chicago, one's in Connecticut, and one is in Cincinnati, which isn't so far. These family vacations are very, very important. And we had a great time. And I'll tell you what, in traveling to California, in the airport, when we got to California, everywhere I go, I see bad service, folks. And in some instances, just horrible service. The airport probably takes the cake for the most bad service you ever encounter, except for Delta Airlines, which is just incredible with their service in the world, according to Marty. Anyway, I'm sure many of you are smiling right now and, and not just listening to me on a podcast or watching us on our YouTube channel. Because you'd like to share some of your service horror stories, but I'll talk to you about a couple. So, a couple weeks ago, I was in an airport and, you know, same thing when I was traveling with my family this past week. Oh my goodness, I think overall, the highest percentage of unhappy people, people unhappy with their jobs, are the people that work at airports. You gotta be mentally tough to travel. You gotta lower your expectations for one, but it's really bad in airports, okay? And recently I was in O'Hare International Airport in Chicago. I often call it Oh Hell, to be honest with you, because I've spent so much time in there the last 30 years waiting on planes or sitting at gates or spending a night at the Hilton there. Or I think it's the Hyatt, the airport Hyatt there, because I couldn't get my flight home to Dayton, Ohio. But the last time I was there, I went to my favorite airport restaurant, which is a little place called Wicker Seafood. I think it's by the G terminal, maybe F or H. It's, I know where it is when I'm in the airport. And I went in there to get some California rolls because that's the only sushi I eat. I don't eat the rest of that stuff. My my family does, but I don't. As usual, at Wicker Seafood there, they were delicious. The service was good. The place was clean. The ice water was cold. They even got me a lemon. Uh, actually, nothing fancy at all, but good. And, and since everything else in most airports is terrible, that's part of the moral of the story. Of today's podcast, The Grow Show powered by steel, is that you just have to be good to be great in our, in our industry, really, in many, many ways. Think about that. Uh, Wicker Seafood is clean. They're attentive. Their servers were kind. Nothing big. But man, they, they stand out in a sea of sameness. Moving on. My wife and I looked into a fairly sizable investment into something that we wanted to buy. I'm not talking millions, okay? I'm going to tell you it's around $10,000, okay? That's a pretty significant purchase for our family to consider. The sales professional was really good during the interview. They promised they would follow up. And here we are nine weeks after that meeting, and we've never heard back from her. During that time, to be honest with you, I lost interest in it. I just got a feeling that if that's how she signed up, some of the how she followed up, the questions that we had, I don't want to buy it right now. I honestly think had she followed up the following day, like I was thinking she was going to, we would have bought this. But we decided to put that $10,000 towards a vacation that will go on next year instead. So we'll have some money left over. We're not spending 10 on a vacation, folks. But, you know, wow, no follow up. There can't be that many people spending 10 grand on this thing we were wanting to do, and they didn't do it. Another service story, I purchased a new security system for our business here. It was 30 years old. We needed one for that, and then the new facility that we built for Grunder Green, our lawn care operation. And the salesperson that I purchased the system from, I'm even going to tell you his first name, Ken, he was awesome. He was absolutely awesome in the sales process. But the minute he got the deposit and signed the contract, quite frankly, folks, he has performed like the worst salesperson you could ever encounter. No communication, no follow-up, doesn't return my phone calls. When I call him, sometimes the next day, he emails me back the answer. He doesn't want to talk to me, even if I leave him a message. And he's been an expert in my all-time least favorite action that a salesperson does. And that is throwing your team under the bus and blaming everyone else. I cannot stand that. If you are a sales professional listening to The Grow Show powered by steel and you throw your team under the bus, understand what you're doing when you do that. First of all, it may not be your team's fault, okay? There may be some other reason. Maybe you didn't do a good job with the work notes or you didn't set something up right. But you're bad-mouthing your own team to a prospect or a client. That just makes no sense. That really, sorry folks, makes you look like a jackass, that you would talk like that about your team. If anything is wrong, it's your fault. You own it. You're the salesperson. You take responsibility for it. The minute you start throwing your team under the bus, folks, bad things happen, all right? Why would that customer or prospect ever want to work with you? You don't even believe in the team, that you would badmouth them. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that your team didn't maybe not produce, but what are you doing or not doing that's getting you the results that you don't want? That's where I would start. And it really amazes me that people don't realize what they do when they're doing that. You do make yourself look foolish and you actually remove any confidence that that client might have in you when you do that. I want to work with people who have ownership in their things and get results. Wow, Ken, the security salesman, man, you are truly terrible and I will never refer you. I doubt he listens to the Grow show, but in case he does, he deserved it. He was bad. Overall, ladies and gentlemen, I see people everywhere just plain don't care. At first, I thought I was maybe becoming a grumpy old man. But in conferring with all types of people ranging from age 19 to 88, from all walks of life who live everywhere, they agree with me. And this is where my message is going to take a twist. There's good that can come from all this bad service, folks. So listen up. When you provide good service, I'm not even talking great service. I hope you're moving towards great. But when you provide good service, you differentiate yourself in the marketplace. And you. there is a real opportunity right now in this business for us because the last few years we've been order takers. I think you're having to become an order maker. You're, gonna, you're having to hustle a little bit more right now to get sales. But people can't find contractors to work with them. And when they find them, they're having trouble because of the labor force getting the work done. So when you offer good service, when you do what you said you would do, you will stand out, folks, in a sea of sameness. Last week, I did a session teaching all of our frontline people, many who don't speak English, they're learning, but many of them speak Spanish. And I talked about the three good ways to give service. And I did this exact session that I'm gonna share with you. I'm gonna summarize it kind of quickly, but I did this exact session with you. And the slides that I used for this session are in the show notes, and they're even translated into Spanish. So you can take it and you can use it The session overall went great. We talked about the three steps to client satisfaction, and I said the first step was to be nice. And I had the team understand that the job you're on is selling the next job. Never, ever forget that. The way you drive our truck, all right, you're going to spend more time with the client than the sales professional does. So you, frontline team leader, be nice. Be nice to the neighbors. Be nice to the employees of the company that you're working at. Be nice to the customer and their family and guests, all right? Think about ways you can be nice. Take the trash can up. Take the newspaper up. Pick up a pile of brush. Not blow grass all over the employees' cars. Blow off the cars. Go in and ask if everything is okay. Do something without being asked. Anticipate. Make the building manager that's your point of contact look good. So number one, be nice. Number two, be attentive. What are the expectations? What can you do the night before as a team leader when you know you're going to that job the next day What can you do the night before that improves your chances for success the next day? What does the client expect? What kind of notes in there? Did you talk to the salesperson? Did they give you good notes? Did they tell you what the the customer is expecting? And then finally, how is your behavior and actions impressing or depressing your team? Now, this talk is geared towards the frontline people that are out front giving customer service. It could be given to your whole company, folks. So how are your actions, impressing them or depressing them? All right? Think about it. It's not about you. It's about the customer. All of our focus should be towards the customer. And then number three, exceed expectations is the last step. In our business, exceeding expectations, really, when you think about it, it's not that hard. All right? It's not that hard. They call you, you call, you, you call them back. They have a dead plant, you replace it. You're kind, you're polite. We have grown tremendously here the last three years. We've gone from $4.5 million to projected $12.5 million this year. And we're getting calls from people on new accounts that we've taken over. Most of these are commercial accounts. And they can't believe the difference that we've made. And when we find out what they're talking about in terms of the difference, they're saying, well, you guys showed up. You did what you said you would do. Your people are polite and courteous. They're not saying anything. They're not saying a whole lot about the quality of the landscaping. They're talking more about the interaction that we're doing what we said we would do. Now, the properties look good. We're looking at them. I'm not going to say they don't. But this is a chance. This is what I want to get across to you this week on the Grow Show, powered by Steel, that exceeding expectations is not that hard. Do you know what the expectations are? Salespeople, make sure you have detailed notes. So when that work team goes out there to do the work, they are in a position where they can exceed expectations. Team leaders, foreman, if you want to call them that. We don't like that word, but team leaders, whatever. Did you look at the ticket the night before? Do you know when you get in there tomorrow what you're going to be doing? All right. A mentor of mine, Dave Sullivan, back in 1997, said this to me in in a class I was at with him. He said, all planning is good. And today, almost 30 years later, I would agree that all planning is good. Any time you spent planning the night before for the job tomorrow, you're going to benefit from that. So all planning is good. So finally, as we wrap up this edition of The Grow Show, knowing what you know about landscaping and thinking about your business, your business dealings, what would be an experience with a landscaper that would impress you if you hired a landscaping company? And where is the difference? Okay. Again, be nice, be attentive, exceed expectations. The moral of the story here, folks, is it's not that hard to be good. It is sort of hard to be great, I agree, but it's not that hard to be good. Work on it, and while you get good, come up with a plan to be great. Chick-fil-A's food is good. Their service is great. Delta Airlines' plane are good. Their service, in my opinion, is great. Amazon's products and prices are good. Their service is great. How can you be good, and how could you move it over to great? And as I close, let me tell you about a story about Delta Airlines. Delta Airlines, I was on one of their flights last month, and I do travel them a lot. So I'm a frequent flyer of Delta Airlines. And when I was there, one of their employees on the plane came up to me, and they gave me this handwritten note. And I'm going to keep this forever. And it says, Mr. Grunder, we appreciate you trusting Delta with your travels. Thank you, your Atlanta crew. And the note was handed to me, all right, a handwritten note. I kid you not. As I'm getting this handwritten note handed to me when I board the plane, I look out the left window of the plane, and in big red letters on the side of the Delta airplane, it says thank you. It's not that hard to stand out in a sea of sameness, folks. I'm in the process of writing thank you notes right here to the 150 or so people that joined us at Teddy Russell's Russell Landscape Group, the NALP partnership field trip we do. They're all going to get a handwritten note from me. What are you doing or not doing that's getting the results that you don't want? Let's look at let's look at it, folks. It's not that hard to be good. And I'm not even really so hard, it's that hard to be great. Do something this week to make it good with an eye on being great. For the gross show Powered by Steel, this is Marty Grunder. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Grow Show. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and head to growgroupinc.com for more information and resources to grow your landscaping business. A special thanks to the folks at Steel, whose support makes this podcast possible and whose reliable handheld power equipment makes our drives easier daily. We'll talk to you next week.